Hi, everyone. Thank you for joining me um, today for a brand new episode of my podcast, The Maddie Miller Show. Um, I am super excited about today's guest. I have Shira Bennard, the CEO and co-founder of Nightcap, which is a drink spiking prevention product company that was featured on Shark Tank in many other places, which I'm excited to talk about a little bit later. Um, Shira, thanks for joining me today. Thank you for having me. (laughs) Um, So I always like to share like how we connected. So how I basically like got you on as a guest. And um, so what happened was I saw actually like a TikTok of yours that I thought was so cool. It was basically just like a little bit about your story of like um, founding Nightcap, quitting college, all this stuff. So I just was like, you know what? I'm going to share this on my podcast Instagram because I thought that was just like such a cool story. And then I think you... Um, or whoever runs your Instagram like DM'd me and was like, thanks for sharing. And then I was like, you know what? While I have them in the DMs, like I'm just gonna ask. And um, you were so gracious and we're like, yeah, let's do it. So again, I'm excited to have you here. Yeah, thanks for having me. And yeah, that was definitely me in the DMs because <laughs> I run the Instagram. Um, but Perfect. I I really love like being, you know, on like just taking every opportunity. Um and I just like, yeah, I want to help people out. And because yeah. and, I know it, I would want the same thing. So, yeah, well, awesome. I'm, yeah. I, I did um, post that video about dropping out of school a year yeah. ago or something. Um, <laughs> so it's, it's probably pop- like so long ago that but for some reason it showed up on my for you page. So well, what happened is I was going through my Snapchat memories and um, it said like, uh, I was like planning on, I was dropping out like a year ago, a couple, mm-hmm. no, it was recently, it was like November, December. Mm-hmm. Um, so I made a video about how I decided to drop out a year yes. ago. It's literally just like the best decision of my life, but yeah. you know, it's always situational. So mm-hmm. yeah, well, I definitely have a question about that later on in the show. So I'm excited to hear a little bit more about that. But first, um, like I do on all of my episodes, I always have my guests share a fun fact. So I'm excited to hear what your fun fact is. Okay. My fun fact is that my birthday is August 18th, but I tell everyone it's the same as like the 818 tequila. I so love like, that. Yeah. So whenever I see 818, I'm like, that's my birthday. Yeah. Oh, shout out Kendall Jenner there. I love that. That's great. You know, I'm like, thanks for thinking of me, but it's actually just like the area yeah. code. <laughs> Oh my gosh. I didn't even know that. That's, I always wondered what 818 stood for, but that makes sense, but it's also your birthday. So yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's great. Well, um, thank you again for being on the podcast. I'm excited to hear more about your story. Um, more like kind of later on nightcap, but first what I want to hear a little bit from you, um, is just where you grew up, what you were interested and involved in. And I will say one thing that is really cool is usually people that I have on this podcast, they have always been older than me. So to have someone on that is younger than me and has accomplished so much and has a cool story, I just want to say I'm super excited about that. But anyways, so share with us a little bit about where you grew up, what you were interested and involved in, and then where did you, as you mentioned earlier, dropped off, but where did you start at college originally? So I grew up in South Florida, um, specifically like Boca Raton, uh, Del Rey area. And um, I went to school here like literally all my life. And when it was time to go to college, I decided to go to University of Tampa. I fell in love with the, the campus and I was like, it's only a three hour drive from, you know, my home. Um, 
But when I said it, when I decided to drop out, my parents were like, you have to move back um, home if you want to drop out. You know, your part, your business partner, who's my brother, Mm -hmm. is here and your office is here. The company's here. So you need to come back, which is the last thing I wanted to do. Um, And I'm so happy that I did it because I've made like so like such awesome friends. And um, like I'm basically on the one side of Florida and Tampa's on the other. So um it's not the same as when I was here, like going to high school and stuff, which I thought it would be. Um, so yeah, I did move back to my hometown, but it's a great experience. And I have like new friends, new um, places to go and everything. And obviously a whole new career or a start of a career. But when I was younger, I did like cheerleading and I was involved in a bunch of like random activities, which I feel like kind of got me used to like stepping out of my comfort zone. Like my mom would just like sign me up for basketball and like singing and acting and all these random things but I literally did all of it um cheerleading though like was like my main thing when I was younger um and yeah I just loved like like participating in random stuff and like I guess I'm still like that because I always want to like learn more yeah, that's awesome. Thanks for sharing that. I was also a cheerleader when I was younger and in college. So I totally, um, I love that, uh, that connection. Um, so according to um, your website, which I like did a deep dive of, and so that's kind of where these, these questions come from. Um, the idea of Nightcap came to you at just 16 years old. So tell us a little bit um, behind the scenes of that story and of that idea. And then um, just Nightcap starting in the early stages of the development. Yeah. So, um, I was in high school and I had a college friend of mine who was roofied at the bar. So a couple weeks later, um, I went to sleep one night and I thought of the idea in a dream. Um, when I woke up, I told my dad and instead of kind of like explaining it to him, I just ran upstairs and grabbed my mom's pantyhose and a scrunchie from my room. And I cut those up and created the first prototype. Um, So yeah, I was 16 at the time when I did that. And my dad and I were kind of like, what the heck do we do now? Because I knew like the idea was going to save like a lot of lives Mm because I just knew there was nothing on the market like this. Um, I knew I was going to college soon and I could use it myself. So um, we found a seamstress to create some prototypes. We found a patent attorney and created a logo and came up with the name and then my brother came home from school he went to FSU at the time and he was you know I guess he related to the product because he knew of drink spiking going on at Florida State Mm -hmm. and um, he started working full-time on it while I was like doing my homework because I was 16 (laughs) so uh, now he's my business partner today but um that's pretty much how it started. And, um, in the beginning, I truly had no idea what was going on or what I was doing. No guidance, still no guidance today. You just, you know, figure it out as you go, Mm -hmm. which is like the coolest thing ever, but, um, it's true. Yeah. That's awesome. Thanks so much for sharing that. And as you were talking, I was realizing that like, I know what nightcap is. Cause I, like I said, did a deep dive, but maybe just really quickly explain what the, um, that original idea with the, um, scrunchie and whatnot, like just explain that for people who maybe don't know. Yeah, you're so right. Um, so nightcap is a scrunchie and, um, inside of the scrunchie, there's a little pocket 
So there's a drink cover that goes inside the pocket. And when you go out to the bar, you pull out the cover and place it over the top of the drink. And there's a little straw hole, so you can poke your straw in there. Um, but that's how Nightcap started. So this was, you know, I invented this at 16 and now I'm 20. So we've come out with a lot of new products. It's been four years since we started. My brother thought of this keychain version that's similar, just a keychain instead of a scrunchie. Yeah. Um, we just launched a new koozie product yesterday. Mm-hmm. And um, we also adopted uh, these these stickers from the United, like the, the UK, someone yeah. in the UK invented them and they gave us the rights to distribute them in America. So we have like a whole product line now, Yeah. Um, but the scrunchie is my baby. So that's <laughs> how it started. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, I... Um, I told you this at the beginning before we started recording, but um, I was telling my work friends today that I was doing this podcast with you and my coworker, Allie, was like, oh my gosh, I own one of those. She's like, one of my friends got one for me. And so she like was like, I love it when I go out and whatnot. So yeah, it is a really great idea. And I loved surfing your website and like seeing how much you guys have grown um, just with like the stickers and the keychains, just like you guys mentioned. So that's awesome. Um, so yeah, I love it. Um, so as I mentioned in the beginning, I watched a TikTok of your story, which started with you quitting college and like pursuing this full time, which I'm sure was a big decision to make. And now looking back, really worked out for you. Um, tell us about those beginning thoughts of quitting college and what people or stories motivated you to really take that step. Ooh, people or stories that motivated me. Well, that's so funny. Well, I mean, I know like I knew of a lot of successful people that had dropped out of college, but that wasn't like the thing that made me go, oof, I need to do this too. Mm -hmm. Um, It was actually really a hard decision because my parents are very traditional and they Mm -hmm. wanted me to be in school. So obviously, you know, I went to go, I, I tried it and everything. And I'm so happy that I went to college and experienced it for a year and a half. Um, but it was almost like too obvious for me. I felt like if I stayed there, I was just wasting money and, um, and time. And, um, there's just so many factors, but I feel like the biggest factor was that I was, I wasn't learning, um, what I felt like I was passionate about. And I was just kind of like wasting my days and going throughout, um, you know, days turn into weeks and weeks turn into months Mm and so on. So, um, I just knew that I had this opportunity at home with nightcap waiting for me. And I wasn't, I didn't want to wait four years to pursue this when this is like a problem now. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, college can wait and who knows if I'll ever go back, but Mm -hmm. it was very obvious to me, at least the courses I was taking, um, and the environment that I was in, that it was not where I was supposed to be. Um, uh, I'm like, I guess, you know, you have to take all these like different kinds of classes freshman year. Yeah. And that's great and all, but (laughs) I'm someone who likes to hone in on things that I really love and get good at them. Um, And 
these classes that you just had to take because you had to take them yeah. did not make it just didn't make sense to me it's just mm-hmm. how the system is doesn't make sense to me mm-hmm. so I just I really felt like I was wasting time money and energy which are the three most important things that yeah. you have like literally mm-hmm. like so you know it just wasn't worth it when I could be pursuing a full-time career um and not just handing it over to my brother because school mm-hmm. uh, so yeah That's awesome. That is such an, like, I'm even inspired by that. I quit grad school like halfway through my program like a year ago. And I feel that same way. Just like, I think there's something to be said about like, yeah, school is really important and education can teach us a lot, but there's also like experience in just doing, you know, a job or uh, something that you're really passionate about. That's also going to give you um, the steps to get where you want to go in life. So I definitely appreciate that. I think that experience has taught me so much more than school has over the years especially when you know what type of learner you are and for me uh sitting in a classroom and being told that I need to like learn a specific topic that I'm just not interested in yeah that really work um but you know doing the motions and Mm -hmm. failing and um figuring it out is just like the most awesome thing ever because um I've learned so much, like just mm-hmm. by having to figure it out, like mm-hmm. photography, videography, creating content, marketing, yeah. PR, like how to attract your customer. And mm-hmm. these are things that you don't learn until junior or senior year. And it's not through experience. It's from a textbook. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I appreciate that so much. Um Great. Thanks so much for sharing that. Um, So like you mentioned earlier, you and your brother, Michael, which that's his name, right? Yeah. Yes. You guys both um work together on Nightcap. I'm curious what it was like for you guys to start doing this together and what, and from your perspective, I guess, what makes you two together a great team? Ooh, well, actually there's an obvious answer for that. And that's, we're just good at different things mm-hmm. and he's more the back end of things. My brother's really smart. Um, he like deals with the customer service and uh, the manufacturing and all the back end things that you don't see. And I basically deal with everything that you do see. So like um, the content that I put out, like how I'm on this podcast right now, like that's something I created. Yeah. Um, so things like that and even like marketing like this or, um, doing articles and stuff. Um, the like it's basically just, yeah, marketing versus back end kind of thing. So yeah. always, always find like a partner that kind of does what you can't do, fills in those gaps. Um, and then you asked like how we got into it with each other. Yeah, which you guys you kind of already talked about a little bit, but I was just curious how you were like, hey, do you want to <laughs> like just do this with me? Like, what were those beginning conversations like? I don't even know if I asked him. I think he just started doing it. And (laughs) like, it was like a family thing at first because Mm -hmm. um, we were all just kind of like, what do we do with this? Mm -hmm. And I was 16. So I just felt like no one would take me seriously if I started calling people. And I had had no idea who to call anyways. Mm -hmm. So we just kind of, it was just like, it just kind of happened. And I feel like that's always the best when it just kind of forms like that. So yeah, I'm really lucky because I wouldn't want to work with anyone else. Yeah. He sees the vision and um, 
you know, you can trust your sibling for the most part. <laughs> yeah, for sure. That's great. Um, So that actually leads great into my next question, which is, you know, you said it was like kind of a family thing. So I said, um, so one thing I thought that was really interesting from your Shark Tank pitch was that you guys talking about like the original money you got to start Nightcap. So for those listening, um, they mentioned three, um, fu- they got funding from three different ways, which was first your parents, then a crowdfunding campaign, and lastly through winning four pitch competitions. So I think the coolest part was um, your parents investing in your company and honestly really having to believe that you guys were onto something in order to put that much money towards it what was that like and how do your parents still support you and Michael in this company um emotionally (laughs) yeah I mean my our parents actually don't do anything for the business now um my dad like works a nine-to-five and my mom just chills (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm kidding but um yeah my parents our parents don't really do anything my dad actually he is a like he studied journalism and okay. so he'll occasionally do like a press release or like edit our website or something yeah. like in that realm mm-hmm. um and uh yeah our parents gave us 18,000 to start the business um, we won 15,000 through pitch competitions and 12,000 through an Indiegogo mm-hmm. um but the Indiegogo was crazy because I had a friend who I knew from like sleepaway camp when I was mm-hmm. younger and her mom had a connection with Fox business network. Okay. So a week later I'm we're like flying out to New York and just being sat down in Fox business network. And it was like three, two, one action go. Yeah. And that was my first time on like TV or live mm-hmm. TV and I thought they were going to, you know, prepare us and stuff, but <laughs> they did not. And yeah. um, when we walked out of there, we had raised our goal of $12,000. Wow. So yeah, it was really awesome. And uh, my brother won all those pitch competitions at Florida State. Okay. So no credit to me for that. He did it yeah. all. <laughs> um, yeah. And then, yeah, my, our parents invested. I think they just believed in the idea and they believed in us. But looking back, that is a lot of money to yeah. put in. Yeah, it is. Yeah, that's awesome to see just like your parents support you guys in that way. And I'm sure they're glad they did now because Nightcap has really taken off. So yeah, that's awesome. Seriously. Yeah. Okay. that's great um okay so I am excited to talk next um about your shark tank experience which is so cool um so for those listening you should for sure go watch their shark tank pitch you guys do an amazing job it is season 12 episode 12 you can also just like look it up on youtube i um looked it up and the stats so another thing i looked up was that um, kind of about the stats on actually getting to be on Shark Tank. So for those listening, there are approximately 35,000 to 40,000 entrepreneurs that apply each season and then like a thousand advance to the next step, 150 get to like actually pitch to the sharks and then less than a hundred make it on air. So the fact that um, you guys not only got to pitch but then also be on air but then also to strike one of the fastest deals in Shark Tank history that's all just incredible so I'd love for you to just first tell us a little bit about your whole Shark Tank experience you know what made you guys originally apply were you nervous to go on live tv and then how did you guys really prepare for that pitch 
So that's crazy. I didn't know that all those statistics you yeah. said were I didn't know that was public knowledge actually. Oh, well it was on Wik- it was on Wikipedia, so <laughs> so my brother said something funny when we were doing that whole process and he said it was like getting into Harvard like 30 something times. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay, well, couldn't get into Harvard, but <laughs> um so yeah, we applied during COVID. Um because we were like, well, no one's buying our products, so we might as well yeah. just do it. Mm-hmm. And we applied. Um yeah, it's crazy because 40,000 people do apply and we end up getting a call back, which is like that 1,000 yeah. number. They uh, call back a thousand people, I guess. So we're one of them. And um, it's crazy because I've always wanted to be on Shark Tank and I, I swear I've like manifested it as a child. Like <laughs> it's really weird, but it's, it's just like the anticipation throughout the whole process. And the whole process is probably like about a year. Yeah. Um, from applying to airing, mm-hmm. it's about a year. So it's just like, cause, cause you know that you can go on there and, and work so hard and put mm-hmm. everything on the table and just like not even air. Yeah. So you can't get excited about it until they tell you're you watching that you're it. Air. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's true. And so, um, we flew to, it was, it was filmed in Vegas and we were the quarantine season. So we had to stay in a hotel for like 10 days. Um, and then, you know, couldn't leave the hotel room. And when we went and pitched, it was like the scariest thing that you'll ever do in your life. And in my head, I'm like, I'm going to be watching this for the rest of my life. Don't mess up. <laughs> we did practice a lot for the pitch. Like we printed out photos of the sharks and laid them out on, in our hotel room. I love that. We blast music so we wouldn't forget. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, we, we needed to know that thing like just so well. Yeah. Um, and I was 17 when I went on the show. So we got to bring my dad because I was a minor. Mm-hmm. Um but it was a crazy experience. Like you don't feel like that's real. You, my brother says he blacked out. Like you just don't remember yeah. anything. Um, but the I think the coolest part about Shark Tank, like the everything that like that came from that was the Shark Tank reunion, which like yeah. no one no one told me about this that it existed. But mm-hmm. uh, we, we just got back from it in October. It was recently and okay you meet all these people like they're in the same room as you you're like I recognize this person from tv but it's super cool to like relate to people that have been in the same like terrifying situation as you you just all relate on like the same level so Mm -hmm. um super awesome and super cool we got to deal with Lori um so yeah it's really exciting yeah that's awesome and the next thing I want to talk about is actually um your deal with Lori Griner. So like you mentioned, um, like I mentioned earlier, your Shark Tank pitch is considered one of the fastest deals to be struck in Shark Tank history, which shows how unique and captivating really Nightcap is. So on your episode, for those listening, um, Shark Lori Griner offers you $60,000 for 25% equity in your company. So tell us a little bit um, just first about like striking that deal with Lori and then how that deal is working out for you today and your relationship with Lori Griner today. And then maybe like even something you've learned from her. 
Uh, yeah, we, well, when I was standing there and she was just immediately, um, you know, into the product and yeah, I did not expect her to hype it up that much. I was like, what's going on? Actually, if you look at the episode, I'm like this covering my face. Like, yeah. Whoa. Um, yeah, she said it was like some, I guess she said it was something that like resonated with her the most, mm-hmm. um, on Shark Tank, um, in a social mission way, yeah. which is crazy. Um, yeah, I, there, I just, I, there's no words really. Cause it's just crazy to think about. Mm-hmm. So we did that deal. Um, and I've learned a lot from her. I remember our first call when I was like a freshman in college and I was in my dorm room, like, holy shit, this is crazy. Yeah. And she's taught me a lot about branding and how to catch people's eye. Okay. So we've changed our logos and our packaging a couple of times since Shark Tank. And, um, you know, it's opened my eyes for when I'm shopping because I'm a consumer. I'm mm-hmm. looking around and seeing what's catching my eye and stuff like that. So really helpful in that aspect and just like a really nice person um, in general, as well as like mm-hmm. if you just need any like advice or help, like she's there, which is super cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it's yeah. awesome. And something else that a lot of people don't know about our company is we have another investor and her name is Julia Michaels. So she's a singer songwriter. Yeah. She, I, I know I love her music. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, she has 10% of um the company. Um, so that's also really cool as well. Wait, okay, sorry. I totally did not know that. I'm so interested how that came about. She must have seen our Shark Tank episode and just messaged us on Instagram wanting to be involved. Yeah, yeah. that is so cool. Wow. I like, I love her. I love her music. That is so cool. She's great. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, that's I mean, that must show you guys how awesome your product is and how great the mission is behind it, truly. Um, just to have people like reach out to you and be like, I want to be a part of this. Yeah, it's, it's wild. But it, it's nice because we also like one of our goals for Nightcap is to get into the music industry and like music yeah. festivals and concerts. So yeah. she's very helpful with that. And mm-hmm. hopefully 2023 will achieve some of those goals. Yeah, that's awesome. I think that that is a great target. I mean, yeah, for sure. Um, Okay, sorry, moving on. I'm like in awe. Um, Moving on. So we actually kind of talked a little bit about this earlier, but Nightcap has really grown from um, your original product. So and you guys offer a lot more. So um, you guys sell different types of drink spiking prevention products, along with I saw on your website offering bar staff training. Um, all to reduce drink spiking. Um, it also says on your website that your company is a proud corporate sponsor of RAIN, which is like capital R-A-I-N-N, which is the nation's largest anti-sexual violence organization. So all that to say, first thing, I'm such a fan. I think that is such a great mission. Um, I love like when products have a great mission behind it and can partner with people who are doing similar things. I think that's so cool. So as your company grows, why um, is this idea of preventing drink spiking 
continually important to you? And what kind of feedback do you usually receive from people who use your products? Like, do you feel like they really do help? I do think that they help. And there's so many people who come to us and say that they've had, you know, traumatic experiences and they can't leave the house without nightcap, which is crazy to think that that it has to exist. Yeah. Um, yep. I never even thought that would be a thing where people like can't leave without something like this. Um, mm-hmm. But at the same time, like I'm so like, I'm happy and I I can't believe it sometimes that I'm like, wow, I actually am helping people. Um, so it's crazy. And we get all of the horror stories and, you know, people are always coming to us with just like things you don't want to hear mm-hmm. because drink spiking leads to things like sexual assault or robbery. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's just unfortunately an ongoing problem. And right now it's like the worst that it's ever been. So mm-hmm. continuing to expand the product line in order for people to get these in their hands and mm-hmm. to share them with their friends, you know, for the purpose of starting a conversation or like mm-hmm. saving your life, <laughs> you know, yeah. it's a fun solution to a serious problem. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, I saw too, I think one of the cool things I was even just thinking, so like I live in Grand Rapids, Michigan, which has a lot of bars and a lot of like nightlife and whatnot. And I saw that like you guys even offer on your websites, like bars themselves could buy like their own personal branded like stickers and whatnot. Do you get a lot of um engagement from like bars that want to like actually offer these like at their own restaurant? Yeah, so the stop tops um, are really nice because they're low cost. Mm-hmm. Um, so bars and clubs can buy these and just hand them out yeah. where nightcaps are a little bit more expensive. Um, mm-hmm. So what I like about the stop tops is like if the bar genuinely cares about someone's safety, they have that yeah. option to, mm-hmm. to pass those out. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I know. I mean, people customize them all the time. We've done deals with like, or we've done orders with um like huge liquor companies that I never expected to work yeah. with, but it's really, it's really cool to have, like see their logos customized on the, on the nightcap. And for example, one is Bacardi. So. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's so cool. I, yeah. I love that. And I think that that's so cool to see big brands like that, like really wanting to like partner with you guys to um honestly stop what is just a messed up and horrible situation, but that's awesome. Um, so I have two more questions for you. Um, f- the second to last one is, um, you and your brother and your company are still really young, like I mentioned before, um, and have so much room to grow and expand, which is really exciting. Um, can you give us any insight into what the future holds for Nightcap, maybe in the next year or in five years? Um, and even just for you as a young CEO of a successful company. So Nightcap, I want to get into more universities, music festivals, bars yeah. and clubs, just expanding mm-hmm. it um, little by little every day because there's only two of us. Mm-hmm. So not that two of us can't do big things because we can, but um, it, you know, people come to us and it's a lot harder for us to go to them. So um, I guess creating more content and awareness about the yeah. products so people will just come to us and protect 
um, their customers or students mm-hmm. and so on. Um, mm-hmm. As for me and my brother, I know we want to do a lot more like speaking events and talking yeah. about drink spiking or entrepreneurship and stuff like that. Cause mm-hmm. I feel like we have a lot to offer. Yeah. Um, and then obviously um, I just mentioned I'm starting a podcast very soon. So I want yeah. to um, expand and just launch actually. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, um. Yeah. Launch the podcast and like have guests on that are like meaningful and mm-hmm. hopefully provide like knowledge to people. Um, because mm-hmm. for me, like podcasts are another source of like education and motivation. Yeah. So I just want to be like that kind of like resource for other people. Because mm-hmm. I feel like if I'm not a guest on a podcast, like people are only getting really short um, clips of me. And I mm-hmm. feel like I could, I can, I have the ability to like motivate people and I want mm-hmm. to. So mm-hmm that and creating more content and spreading awareness about like the things that can happen when you go out yeah um so yeah I think 2023 is is going to be full of like just opportunity hopefully we'll see yeah that's awesome thanks for sharing all that and I think we started talking about your podcast um before we started recording so tell everyone just quickly what it's going to be called and what um, it's going to be about, cause I think, I think it's a great idea and I'm really excited to listen to it. Yeah. So, um, my podcast is going to be called in your dreams because I thought of nightcap in a dream, but it's also mm-hmm. funny. Cause it has that like other side where it's like in your dreams, like, yeah, no, you, yeah. you would ever, but like, I just want to show people that they can do things yeah. and they don't have to be like a certain someone, um, to do it because I feel like there's such a misconception that people know exactly what they're doing when it's just not the case at all. So mm-hmm. I'm trying to like kind of show people to unlearn that. Mm-hmm. Um, and how, yeah, I mean, like you can literally do anything if you just believe that you can. Mm-hmm. So that's what in your dreams is going to be about. And I'm going to bring on guests, um, that are, entrepreneurs um Mm -hmm. or they stand for like woman empowerment um Mm -hmm. and I'm really excited for that so yeah that'll be awesome well I can't wait to listen um okay so my last question is actually like a similar question I asked all of my guests at the end um so what advice would you give for someone who wanted to do what you do which is really like pursue their entrepreneurial dreams Mm -hmm. I would tell them that um the hardest part is to to start Mm -hmm. and um once you start it's all really trial and error and that you're not going to know everything in the beginning Mm -hmm. so stop caring what people think Mm -hmm. because um if you hold that with like within you you're going to look back and say why did I, why, I mean, your career is going to be focused on what someone else wants for you or what someone else thinks of you when you really just owe it to yourself to do what you were put here to do basically. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Yeah. That's what I would say. 
Yeah, that's great advice. Thanks for sharing that. And thank you so much just in general for sharing your story and being on this podcast. Um, I love just hearing more um, about your story and just love, um, you know, I love like just in general, I just love when the story behind a, sec- a successful entrepreneurial dream has a good mission behind it. And I think, you know, stopping dr- drink spiking and sexual violence sure is an important thing to support. And I love that my podcast can serve as a platform to f- further that mission. So um, for those of of you listening you can learn um all about um nightcap and even buy your own because i'm sure everybody wants to go out and buy one now um right at nightcapit.com or follow them and shira on social media all of which will be, be linked in the description below but yeah thanks shira so much for joining me hey thanks for having me And if you're listening to this, it means you probably just finished an entire episode of my podcast. And for that, I wanted to just say thank you so, so much. It really means a lot to me. Um, if you wanted to learn more about my podcast, you can check out my website, maddiemiller.co, where I post extra information about each of my episodes. Um, or you can follow me on Instagram at the Maddie Miller Show. You taking time out of your day to listen to my small podcast inspires me to keep pursuing this passion that currently provides me with no financial gain, but instead it provides me with growth in the entertainment industry, unique communication skills, and hopefully someday a story I can tell someone else that inspires them to also pursue their dreams. I know you probably weren't expecting to feel so hyped up, you know, after just listening to a podcast episode, but just know that you choosing one of my episodes to listen to is like supporting a small business for free so again thank you so so much and happy listening